I'm excited. Today, we're going to get into it. The first two segments will be a deep dive on New Gators co-defensive coordinator, Patrick Tony and his scheme. We'll wrap up by previewing tonight's men's basketball game versus Alabama, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for special new year financing. And it just, just trust me, just go do it. Happy Wednesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com. You can find all my written work. I'm buzzing through this because I'm really excited to talk about this. Uh, I was going to give you guys the backstory first, you know, Patrick Tony, where he came from, who his like, mentor was. Um, but I don't want to do that. I want to get right into the, the juicy part of this, which is the scheme itself we'll talk about the backstory next segment don't worry we'll get there but i'm starting off with a scheme because my lord i was talking to someone who knows patrick tony um i i won't name that person and i won't name and i won't say i mean they didn't tell me much they were just like yeah like you're gonna love him um so i'm excited for that but there are two things uh, with with Ron Roberts that he does and Ron Roberts who you may remember that name when Florida was looking for a new head coach and when Billy Napier got announced as a new head coach I spoke about Ron Roberts pretty extensively as someone who was the defensive coordinator at Louisiana before Patrick Tony took over he was there with Billy Napier he is now at Baylor as a defensive coordinator he was a bit of a mentor to Dave Aranda, and he was there with, obviously, Patrick Tony and all that. And we'll get into that. But we're going to talk about two things that Ron Roberts kind of, I don't want to say revolutionized or introduced, but Ron Roberts really made his own and really implements a lot in his defenses. And Patrick Tony has bo- has borrowed that and is bringing that into his defense. And it's something that I want you Gators fans to get used to and to recognize when it happens, because you're going to see it probably a lot. The first thing is called the creepers. It's, you know... You call creepers packages, creepers, whatever you want, but it's creepers. It's when there are four rushers. That's it. Very simple. Four rushers. But one of the traditional pass rushers drops back into coverage. So you could see a D tackle drop back into coverage. A, an edge rusher with his hand in the dirt drop back into coverage. An edge rusher without his hand in the dirt drop back into coverage. We saw this a little bit. If you watch the Samford game, the Florida versus Samford game from earlier this year, Christian Robinson kind of brought some creepers up. He dropped Zachary Carter back into coverage. We didn't really see much of it after that, but we saw Zachary Carter drop back into coverage a little bit. So we've seen it happen in Florida before. It didn't work out, but we saw it happen. And here, we're going to see it work out a little bit more. With the Gators, you're likely to see two down linemen, two stand-up edge rushers, and two off-ball linebackers. That's that 4-2-5. If you play Madden, it's 2-4-5. It's just, it, no, it's 4-2-5 is how we actually go by it. One of the down edge rushers, or one of the down rushers, or edge rushers, or down linemen, will likely drop back into coverage while an off-ball linebacker either comes in through the A-gap, the A-gap is center guard gap, or you see a defensive back blitz, which we saw Florida do a little bit with corners and Jadarius Perkins particularly blitzed 
a little bit. So we'll see creepers happen. Ron Roberts, who again I've spoken about before, I will speak about it, uh, speak about it again today. Ron Roberts, he loved it. And he, why does he love it? Because you hear something a lot in football now. When you watch an offense, the sexy offenses that are in football now, you hear the RPO, the run pass option. Ron Roberts loves creepers because you know what creepers can disrupt? The RPO. You see RPOs a lot where it's a quarterback reading and it looks like a play action and they just throw a slant quickly. That's usually an RPO. And Ron Roberts loves it because if you're running an RPO and you throw that slant, what happens if a defensive lineman happens to drop back into coverage? What if you have your edge rusher or your D tackle drop back into coverage right in the path of that slant? It could get picked. It could get deflected. It blows up the play and it ruins the play. And that's the point of it. So Ron Roberts has said he loves it to negate RPOs. RPOs are something that you see so frequently in a modern day offense. So frequently. And yet Ron Roberts can negate it with creepers, which we're seeing more frequently in defenses. I, I, and I'm uh, telling you this now, I promise you, if you're into watching offenses and you're, it's way more interesting to look at how defenses can negate these offensive plays and these new concepts that take over, you know, the, the, uh, the read option, the RPO, the run pass option, all that stuff. So it, creepers, one way to stop it. And we're going to see it a lot because especially in college, you see RPOs a ton throughout. The next thing to talk about is sim pressure or simulating pressure, showing the blitz, but only rushing four. Ron Roberts, again, has described it as, you know, his quote is, in my eyes, simulating pressure is giving the illusion of bringing six, but only rushing four. And I get, you know, a lot of people say disguising blitzes, that's a thing. Here, you're showing the blitz. You're disguising that you're not blitzing. You look like you're blitzing, and then you're only rushing four, and you're dropping seven back into coverage. That is huge because a lot of a lot of offenses nowadays are predicated off of your pre-snap read. What the quarterback sees Pre-snap will determine what he does with the ball, and it's usually a quick pass because that's what we see a lot, especially when you see a blitz, you're going to look for a quick pass. So if you look like you're blitzing and the quarterback's like, okay, I'm going to throw this quick slant, and then a linebacker drops right into that spot, screwed up offense right there. So and if you play Madden, um, it's just because I, I play Madden, so this is how I'm going to describe it because it's very easy to think about, uh, and you call the defensive plays, I want you to go to nickel. You go to two four five double a A-gap. And a lot of you guys are probably <laughs> probably going to know that you're going to have two down defensive linemen, two stand-up edge rushers, and two off-ball linebackers are actually played up into the A-gaps, which again is between the center and the guard on each side. So you're going to have the linebackers there. That, that's a very common way to show blitz or disguise blitz. And then you call just base cover three or cover one or cover two men, whatever you call where you only have four rushers. It's those two down linemen and those two edge rushers. And the A-gap is actually going to be open because you have those linebackers dropping back. That's kind of what simulated pressure is like. When you look at that and you say, okay, like, like they're blitzing. If you've ever played against a 2-4-5 double A-gap defense, uh, you're like, okay, they're blitzing. It's going to be mid-blitz and it's coming through hot. No, maybe if they contain the edges, it's going to get even hot. I, I'm a mad nerd. You know that. Um, so... But then you see it's just cover three. It's just cover one. It's just cover two. It's that disguising the blitzes, but you're simulating. But it, it's actually, it's the opposite of disguising the blitzes. Sorry. It's the opposite of disguising the blitzes because it looks like a blitz is coming. And then it's just it's just a normal four-man rush. We saw Christian Robinson try to toy with this a little bit against Florida State by moving Chris Bogle around, dropping him. And we saw that, but it, it didn't really work super effectively. Uh, but it was creative, and, and we'll give him credit for that. 
but simulating pressure is going to be a very frequent thing you see with the Florida Gators in 2022, hopefully 2023, hopefully 2024, hopefully 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 until Patrick Tony gets an NFL and gets a college head coaching job or an NFL job. I don't care. He's 31. Like, dude, dude's not going to be here for long, but hey, we're going to have a good time with it. So simulating pressure, pay attention to that. Creepers, if you hear creepers, just know that you've got a defensive lineman dropping back, and that's what they are talking about. The commentators probably won't say it because, well, frankly, commentators not great. But creepers, simulating pressure, going to be huge for this Florida Gators defensive scheme in 2022 and beyond. It's the new year, so that means it's New Year's resolution time. It's about getting fit. If yours is about getting fit, there's that. I'm doing yoga daily and trying to get more fit, so there's that. But if you're trying to get fit, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. I'm bad at keeping my New Year's resolution because I got a sweet tooth. I openly speak about that. I eat just garbage at certain times every year. That's always my weakness. But Built Bar, it's already coated in chocolate, so it's sweet, and I like that. And it's already, you know, healthy for you. Most Built Bars have about 130 calories and four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. You could throw out your hidden stashes wherever you may have them hidden. You know, my, my house, we don't have them. We just got a bowl with the chocolates there and I just walk by and pop one out and, you know, stuff like that. But you could throw out the stashes. Don't feel guilty. Just get built by. Don't feel guilty. Get guilty. Sorry, I hate myself. Um, that's, I, I hate myself so much. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored with the same old taste. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at Built or BuiltBar.com. Hey, Gators fans, I'm here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back per gallon. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. And oh, oh I, like I say this all the time, make sure that it's like when you need to fill her up and just maximize your return there. I'm just, I'm just like, now I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your money, but if your money's not making you more money than you're dumber than a dummy, and let me know if you get where that quote's from. Uh, I just hope you do. <laughs> just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. Now we're talking about Patrick Tony again. This one's not going to be really scheme-based. It's kind of, it's a little bit more his background and the favorite game that I've watched of his. Uh, during the hiring process, I spoke a lot about Patrick Tony. I spoke a lot about Ron Roberts, who's, again, at Baylor. He was at Louisiana beforehand. He's a bit of a mentor to Dave Aranda, who's currently the head coach at Baylor, where Ron Roberts is the defensive coordinator. He's also a bit of a mentor to Pete Golding, who, if you don't recognize that name, he is now the defensive coordinator at Alabama. So pretty good defensive coordinator, if you ask me. But Ron Roberts was the defensive coordinator at Louisiana when Billy Napier was first there. Ron Roberts was the defensive coordinator for two years there with Patrick Tony as the safeties coach. And then Ron Roberts left for the defensive coordinator job with Dave Aranda and Patrick Tony became the defensive coordinator and the outside linebackers coach, where now he is, of course, defensive coordinator and safeties coach at the University of Florida. Ron Roberts, again, was a mentor to Dave Aranda, who then paid him, I guess, paid him back by giving him the defensive coordinator job at Baylor, and they were monstrous this year. Their defense was insane. If you if you don't know, take a peek. Take a peek. And also, 
look at how they use their defensive backs, and that's probably how we're going to see Florida use their defensive backs. That's what I'm looking for, at least. The key to this defense, though, versatility and aggressiveness. And, you know, you can include versatility in the simulated pressure and in the creepers because, obviously, your defensive linemen are versatile. They're moving around. Your linebackers are versatile. They're moving around. So stuff like that. But multiple safeties is the thing we're going to see a lot of. I'm talking three to four safeties on the field at the same time. And, I mean, don't be surprised with that. That's something you could see, really. And I'm cool with it. I love the secondary. I love the safeties group that Florida has. You have Rashad Torrance II, who is an All-American snub, All-SEC snub. You have maybe Trey Dean coming back. We know Trey Dean got a combine invite. Don't know if that means he's gone or if he's coming back or what it may be. I doubt he's coming back, but maybe Trey Dean with Rashad Torrance, Donovan McMillan, Corey Collier, Mort. Mordecai McDaniel, uh, Jadarius Perkins, five-star Kamari Wilson is coming in too. You've got so much talent, so much young talent in this safety group that, yeah, Patrick Tony's going to rotate them a lot. I know that I mentioned particularly Patrick Tony rotating in his defensive line and his linebackers a lot. We're going to see his safeties move around a lot. I don't know about corners if we're going to see a lot. I know Kyrie Elam posted a video yesterday and everyone's like, please come back for one more year. And there are other people that are just like, hey, I would love it if he came back, but you're built for Sundays. Personally, I think he might come back. Um, I'll, 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 you know, take a little detour real quick. I think he might come back just because, you know, he was injured. I think he's better than some of the corners that are kind of projected to go higher than him right now. Uh, but I think that the injuries really kind of screwed him up there and playing in a crappy defensive scheme kind of screwed him up. So I think he might come back and make himself an extra few milli, but at the same time, wherever you get drafted, if you're meant to be, you'll make more money in the long run. So maybe he goes now, just proves his worth and gets more money and Hey, good for him. I'm not going to hate on him, but versatility and aggressiveness are big things here. Linebackers. I think we're going to see rotate between off ball and on the edge, which is one of the reasons that I wanted Muhammad Diabati to come back. But I I don't think Mahmoud's coming back. That's just not what's going to happen. He seems like he's on his way out. You know, he said that he was going to be making his announcement. I mean, at the time of release, he's probably already made his announcement, but at the time of recording, he has not made his announcement. He is expected to make it at some point today. Um, I was hoping he'd come back because he's more of a natural edge rusher that could play off ball, and I think that that would be savage in this defensive scheme, but it's not going to happen. Same thing with guys like Jeremiah Moon. If, you know, if this was last year and Jeremiah Moon was coming back, I think he would have been a beast off ball and on the edge and stuff like that, but... It's, it's just not in the cards right now. I'm excited to see guys like Shamar James and Tyron Hopper really, really coming to their own. I think Derek Wingo also is going to have a big year. I'm, I'm excited to see what we're going to have, what we're going to have with these linebackers. And I, I want to talk about for just a brief minute, and I'll, I'll wrap up the Patrick Tony talk with this. Uh, it's probably not going to be a brief minute, but whatever. Uh, what he did to Malik Willis, and if you don't know, Malik Willis is a potential first round quarterback in this year's NFL draft. So in a few months, he might be a first round pick in the NFL draft. Patrick Tony demolished him in every possible way. Like I, I know that you guys know I cover the NFL draft as well as covering the Florida Gators. So it's like, okay, like I'm going to watch the first round quarter or the potential first round quarterbacks. And I was watching Malik Willis versus Louisiana. Boy, when I tell you, Patrick Tony just put on a clinic against Malik Willis. He really did. Malik Willis had by far the worst starting game of his career, just by a, a massive margin. It was the worst starting game of his career. And I'll, I'll throw the numbers at you because it's a lot easier to 
showed to just when having a normal discussion, it's a lot easier to throw the numbers at you. Malik Willis went 14 of 34. I don't need those numbers. I know that off the top of my head because right after I watched that game, I was like, what What were his numbers? Because he got killed. 14 for 34 passing. That's 41.2%. That one I know from looking at the numbers, of course. But he had 20 carries for 28 yards. And I know college does that dumb thing where a sack counts as a rush for negative yards. I don't care because he had 20. I don't care. He had 20 carries for 28 yards. And he is one of the most explosive ball carriers we'll see from a quarterback in this year's draft. And Patrick Tony had a field day making that whole offense useless, completely neutralizing Malik Willis's arm and leg. And Louisiana just, oh, I, I don't even want to say murdered him, but they murdered him. It was an insane, insane game. And again, I was just watching it because I was like, I got to watch Malik Willis. And I know Louisiana's defense is goaded. So I was going to watch it. And wow, 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 wow. What they did was remarkable. It was just, if you can watch Louisiana versus Florida, like, please do. If not, I'll try to figure out a way to, to get you what I got that you could see it as well. Cause it was insane to watch. And I spoke to the person that, that knows Patrick Tony that I was talking to. And he was like, man, I haven't even watched it, but to box Malik Willis, like the numbers say, I got to watch it. It's, oh, ho, 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 it's savage. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, here we go, the baseball swing, uh, your hat falls right over your eyes, and that just sucks. Is that how you're running your business with poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? What are you, a boomer? You disgust me. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000, notice that it used to be over 27,000, over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Again, not locked on NCA, just slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one cloud financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, and that's it. Now we're going to talk about Florida Gators men's basketball versus Alabama Crimson Tide tonight. Bama is no joke, ladies and gents. Florida is 9-3. and The 9-3 Gators stayed on the 10-3, number 15 Crimson Tide, of course, Florida did not play their first game because it got canceled. Their first SEC play game because it got canceled because COVID issues, which is awful, of course. Um, I would know. Uh, the Florida, the Crimson Tide have three wins over top 25 teams. All three were top 15 at the time that Alabama beat them, including beating number three Gonzaga early in December. So Crimson Tide is no joke, but I am very excited for this game because. I feel like in most sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, what hockey maybe, I don't know hockey, but I, I, most sports, when you've got a game between a great offensive team like Alabama and a great defensive team like Florida, I feel like the defensive team usually has a bit of a leg up as long as their offense is somewhat competent. I feel, you know, that phrase, defense wins championships. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. 
and our offense wins games if you want to use that but defense wins championships so you could bring either one of those i don't care but i think i think the the great defensive team usually has a bit of a leg up on the competition and i think that's no different when you look at this florida gators versus alabama game you know alabama averages 82 points per game but they allow 73 points per game so they've been very bad on defense and I don't want to say they've been bailed out, but they've been very Mike D'Antoni style, where it's like, hey, we don't care how much you score. We're just going to put up more points. It's very Big 12 offense-y. Um, it's Texas Tech style, where it's just, we don't care what you do. We're going to outscore that. Where Florida is pretty much the opposite, where Florida scores 74 points per game, which isn't bad, but they allowed just 60 points per game, which is fantastic. They are very much like, hey, We'll chip you down. We'll chip you away. We'll do whatever you got to do. We'll we'll drag out this win. You ain't putting up a ton of points on us. And I think that I, I feel like defenses generally tend to do better there. When you look at a great offense versus a when you look at a great offense with a average defense and an average offense with a great defense, I feel like usually the defense is bailed out more there. Perimeter defense for the Florida Gators has to be on point because Bama attempts almost thirty three pointers per game and they connect on nine points they connect on 10 of them whatever <laughs> so they're shooting 30 percent or they're shooting 33 percent. they convert a third of their 33 pointers per game and florida i mean if you're giving up that many threes and you're letting them convert it's just not going to be pretty for you because florida doesn't have the offensive firepower to go right back at them so that's where one thing you really got to worry about is perimeter defense rebounding is also where florida could get into a little bit of a trouble and fall behind there Bama is a very good rebounding team. Not in terms of, obviously, they put up a lot of shots. They do. They, they put up a lot of shots. Their tempo is better than Florida. So they put up a lot of shots. But at the same time, they out-rebound their opponents. So it's not just like they're putting up a bunch of shots and they have the volume rebounds. No, they're putting up a bunch of shots and they're getting their boards. They're stop, Whenever they do stop opponents, they get their rebounds. So rebounding is somewhere where Florida could fall into trouble. We've seen that happen before. Look at the Texas Southern game. It was pretty ugly. Uh, I think where Florida's going to separate themselves is the turnover battle, really, because, I mean, Florida's a team that, yeah, they turn the ball over 13 times. That's not great. Bama turns the ball over 14 times. That's not great. But Bama only takes the ball away 13 times per game. Not steals, just forced turnovers, or even not forced turnovers. Just the other team usually turns the ball over 13 times per game against Alabama. So Florida, um, Bama is losing their turnover differential. Florida turns the ball over 13 times, but Florida forces 17 turnovers per game. So they're winning their turnover battle by four. So they've got, I mean, if you look at it that way, by by turnover differential, Florida's got a pretty hefty advantage there. It's five. Florida gets about 30% points, 30% of their points per game come off of turnovers. So Florida, it's not just about forcing these turnovers and getting these takeaways. It's about converting on them early converting on them often converting on them consistently you need to be able to convert here because alabama is a team that they're going to put up points you know they're going to put up points but you've got to be able to convert your points as florida's offense off of these turnovers it's not about just converting on these opportunities it's about getting yourself more opportunities i think florida is going to come into this game well rested and fired up i think you've got to be fired up you know this is for florida you're a team that you've got people doubt you a little bit You've shown why they should doubt you. It shouldn't come as a surprise. So I think you go, this is the first SEC game for Florida this year. This is the first game of the year for Florida, or first game, obviously, of 2022 for Florida. 
this is it. Like your Mississippi State game got canceled. This has to be a tone setter for you. You're playing the number 15 team in the nation, and we still don't know, are you really good or are you really bad or are you middle of the pack? So this is one of those games where you've got to show you're really good, you're here to play. And, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, I, I I need Florida to beat Bama here because I Bama's just got too many good things going on for them. So I need Florida to beat them. Thanks again for making Lock Negators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Tomorrow, maybe we'll talk about the Florida Gators offensive scheme incoming. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll just talk about the latest news. I don't know yet. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of HoleLineSports.com. We can find all my written work. It is W-H-O-L-E and I on eSports. And I will see you all tomorrow.